Thanks for popping into Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I'm so honored that you have chosen to spend some time with me as we discuss this week's topic. And um, hey, it might stretch you a little bit, but just know you're not diving into this alone. I'm right here with you, so no worries. I got your back. Um, (laughs) If you joined me last week, I had my husband, Uh, joined me for uh, my podcast and we were talking about our date night. We went out that night. It's, I said, it'd been a long time since we went for a date. And I realized when we got there, we went, we had, uh, we actually went to this place called The Farm in Port Austin. I would highly recommend it. Uh, It was a gift card given to us by our friends, John and Leslie for Christmas. And it was just a beautiful place to go out in the middle of nowhere. The food, it's a farm to table restaurant, which if you've never been to a restaurant like that, it's the food is just impeccable. And uh, they brought us this like, um, it was a salmon dip or white, no, white fish uh, dip. And it was smoked white fish. And it came in this bowl with this lid and she lifted the lid and the smoke came out and it was just delicious. And I love when I go to a restaurant and they have gluten-free options because I can't have gluten. And so a lot of times I miss out on things because they don't have gluten-free crackers or gluten-free bread or anything to kind of, you know, give you a different option and they totally had gluten-free crackers so I got to enjoy it and we had filet mignon with like this blue cheese sauce making you hungry (laughs) it was delicious but it was so funny because we got home and I think we got home by seven and we walked in the house and our kids were like you're home already and I looked up I'm like we're old because <laughs> we ate at like five o'clock. That's totally an old person thing to do. So anyways, I guess we're a little old married couple that we go out early. And I was actually like happy because I got home. I put my PJs on. We spent time with our kids and it was like the best of both worlds. But anyways, um, so there's an update on our little date night. But um, This week, uh, (laughs) I don't know about how your house runs in the morning. Um, I know every household is different. We all function differently, but in our house in the morning, especially, we have a system of how things go. And I'm usually the first one up. I, I get up, I go downstairs, I do my workout and then Paul will wake up the kids. Um, that's kind of his job. Although we're really trying to work on the alarm clock thing because sending two kids off to college and realizing that they can't hear their alarm clocks. I think Amanda hears hers now. And Liz had to buy this like completely obnoxious alarm clock, like super, super loud, her poor roommate, um, because they didn't really learn how to wake up with an alarm clock because we woke them up. So we, our kids have been setting their alarms so that they can kind of get used to, to that. But Paul makes sure that they're up. And um, then Paul makes the coffee, except when he drinks tea. Um, and I make Abby's lunch. And then Joe takes care of the cats. And, you know, 
every morning you have to remind them, did you brush your teeth and put deodorant on? Why is that so hard? Couldn't, can someone tell me, like, I'm trying to remember if as a kid I regularly forgot that because I feel like you don't forget to feed the cats, you don't forget that you need a lunch, but we so easily forget that we should brush our teeth and put deodorant on. I'm like, hey, are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Did you brush your teeth and put deodorant on? No. Okay, this is an everyday thing. This is something we literally do every single day of our life. But yet, we can't seem to remember it for the life of us. And uh, so yeah, that's, that's always fun. So on this particular morning, so as I said, we have a schedule. It runs smooth. Get everyone off to school. You know, it's great. But you know when you have those mornings that you have that little hiccup that completely like throws your whole schedule out the window and that happened to us recently. Abby had gotten a ring from a friend. It had a diamond in it, not a real one, but you know when you're 11, 12, (laughs) a diamond ring is a big deal. And so she put it on and or she tried to put it on and it didn't really fit her finger. And I was like, honey, that's that's too small for you. You should not be wearing that. And she was like, oh no, I can get it on with soap. Um, right there is <laughs> shows us we should not be wearing it. If we have to get it on with soap, we should not be wearing it. But you know, what do I know? I I apparently know nothing. So she comes up to me, she's like, Mom, I think that I need to take this ring off. And her finger is swelling. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, we we need to get that thing off before we send you to school. We can't send you to school. Although our principal's wife, when I put I put a picture on Instagram and my personal account, and she was like, Oh, you could have just sent her to school. Mr. V could have taken care of it. And I was like, Oh, I'm sure he would have loved that. So apparently if you go to Marlette schools and this happens to you, just send him to Mr. V. He'll take care of it. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> I'll send him right back home. But um now this is a funny thing to me. So I post a picture on Instagram and in the picture is literally everything we tried like to get this ring off of her finger. And people still commented like things that we should have done. When I say that we tried every single option to get that ring off, I mean, we tried every single option. Like no stone was left unturned of how to get that ring off. I mean, we did everything that we knew to do you know, like soap, butter, Vaseline, uh, oil, string, floss, ribbon. And even Paul looked it up. He was like, I don't know what else to try. And it said Windex. (laughs) So I'm like, hey, at this point, I'm willing to try anything. And so even tried Windex. Someone put on my post, like, are you trying to be like the um, Greek Greek wedding, my big fat Greek wedding? You know how they use Windex to get rid of the pimples. At this point, I was willing to try anything. Like literally, we looked up videos of how to do the string thing. Like nothing. That thing was not coming off. And then finally, we we're like, okay, we're we have to ice it, you know, so that it, the swelling will come down. And we're gonna try one last time. So we, you know, we sit around the couch, and I mean, I even tried cutting it off, which I kind of nicked her a little bit. <laughs> And that didn't go over so well. Let's just say that. Um, Like I was like trying to saw it off. 
literally like anything that I had sharp, I was trying to get it off and she was freaking out every time. Probably because I nicked her a little bit. Okay, I get that. And um, like her finger was just, it was growing in size because it was just so irritated from everything we were trying. And so finally Paul stopped and he's like, we just need to pray. And so we stopped, we prayed about it. We had her ice it. It was like our last ditch effort to get this ring off. And so like Paul's like holding her hand and I'm trying to get it off. And literally I thought I was going to pull her like ring thing, like finger out of its socket. Like it just was not coming off. And so finally I'm like, listen, we're just going to have to go to the hospital and we're going to have to get it cut off, which to her, she was like, start freaking out because She's pretty sure they're gonna cut her finger off. And I'm like, they're not gonna cut your finger off. Um, but in her mind, that's what was gonna happen. And so we had to calm her down. And then Paul's like, I, at one point he says to her, you know, this is gonna make your mom's podcast, right? I don't think she was really amused by that, but I thought, yeah, it's probably somehow, some way, I don't know how it's gonna make my podcast, but it's gonna make my podcast. <laughs> He's totally right, because guess what? It's making my podcast. So he's like, I got to get my car to the mechanic. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So if I'm like sweating at this point, like drenched, just like, this is not how this morning is supposed to go. And so I'm like, fine. You know, I, at one point I like lost it with her, like not a finer mom moment of where I was like, I told you not to put that right on and you did it anyways. And poor thing was probably like, mom, this is not the time. Um, so Paul takes the car to the mechanic and he just thinks, I'm just going to mention it to him. Like, Hey, do you have anything that could cut a ring off? Cause you know, going to the ER and then have to wait and blah, blah, blah. And who really wants to go to the hospitals right now? Anyways, nobody. So he's like, oh yeah, I have tools. So he comes home. He's like, listen, they can, they can cut it off there. And she's like, is it gonna hurt? Oh my gosh. I'm like, get this thing off. I can't take it anymore. So we get her there. He literally cuts it off in five seconds flat. I mean, the thing is off. She's relieved. You know, I have to say, I'm sorry for yelling at her. When she gets home later, she tells me, I'm sorry for freaking out, mom. You know, it's like this whole massive ordeal. But we get it off, we get her to school, you know, she's calm, I'm calm, and I'm finally able to like make my breakfast and get back to my routine. <laughs> and as I was thinking about it, um, I, I just thought about how like Paul had prayed we prayed for it to come off at home. That's that's what we wanted. We That was simple. It made sense to me, right? Like, okay, God, here's our prayer. Our prayer is get this ring off. And it didn't happen like that. It happened a completely different way. God answered our prayer in not the way that I was envisioning when Paul was praying. I wasn't thinking, oh, and so could you have the mechanic cut it off? It wasn't even a thought in my mind to pray that way or to think that way. And it kind of just like started coming together in my mind of like this. Well, actually a song came to mind uh, when I was younger in the church I used to go to. We used to sing this song called Choose Thou For Me. 
And it comes out of the scripture in Isaiah 55, verse eight. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And then in the song it says, you know, choose thou for me, O Lord, choose thou for me. And when I think about that verse, it's a pretty humbling verse. Because <laughs> um, it gets right to the point uh, that, you know, like, we, when it comes to prayer or things that we ask God for, it, we kind of have in our mind exactly how it should go. And we, we ask for it a certain way or whatever, and we pray and kind of waiting for him to deliver in, in, in the exact way that we prayed for it. And I, I thought, you know what, to me, a lot of times when we pray, we kind of have this drive-through approach to prayer. I'll tell you what I mean. When we need something, we kind of rattle off our needs to God and we expect to like pull to the next window. <laughs> you know, you like give your order, you pull to that next window and you're ready to receive your order. And you check the bag to make sure that your order is exact. And when it's exact, to what you ordered, you go on your merry little way and it's all good. It's all fine. But when it's not, when you open that bag and, you know, you say no pickles on the cheeseburger and you look and there's pickles, you're like, oh my gosh, I said no pickles. The incompetence of this restaurant or whatever, you know, like watch out when they don't get the order right. You know, they forgot to give us a straw or a spoon. How they, they expect me to drink this, you know, big iced tea or Diet Coke or Pepsi. I don't know. If you drink Pepsi, I really question you as a person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My mom used to drink Pepsi. Or how am I supposed to eat this, you know, oatmeal without a spoon? Some of you are like, you order oatmeal? Well, when I used to go to McDonald's, I used to order oatmeal. Yes, because I can't eat anything else. But um, we're so, we get so inconvenienced. And then like, we're in a huff and a tough. We got to pull back. You know, sometimes you got to pull, you just pull back around and you're like, excuse me. Um, and then get my order right. Or you walk in and you know, like we don't. <laughs> All right, let's just be honest when they haven't gotten your order right and you used to be able to go into, you know, McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever, Arby's, whatever it is. I mean, you didn't walk in and say, excuse me, um, you know, you forgot the tank uh, ketchup packets that I asked for. No, you're like, excuse me, um, I, I asked for tank ketchup packets and two things of sauces for my chicken nuggets and I did not receive them. <laughs> We're like, because we had expectation. We expected that we put our order in and it should be delivered on. And now we're inconvenienced. And isn't that how we treat God with prayer? I have. I've definitely treated God with prayer about that. And sadly, I think that I've done that a lot. First of all, I like my prayers answered quickly. Like, I... I I don't want to wait to receive. And sometimes God answers my drive-through prayers and 
my answer is really like lickety split. And guess what? I like it like that. I like lickety split answers. That's, that's how I like it. <laughs> you know, and the question is, but is that what is what's best for me? Like when I get a lickety split answered prayer, what do I learn? Like, what do I gain? What is cultivated in me? You know, my husband often says, um, God is not on your time schedule or your pay grade. And whenever he says that, I think, I know that. But let's just be honest, I don't act like I know that. Uh, our friend Travis, he it makes the best ribs and the best brisket ever. Do you think maybe I'm hungry that I'm talking about food a lot in this podcast? <laughs> but anyways, he has a smoker in his garage. Like I think he took like an old fridge and he made it into a smoker. And he puts that stuff in there and he cooks it for hours. He puts the right rub on it, you know, seasonings and everything. And when he pulls that stuff out of that smoker, it like falls off the bone and it tastes magnificent. If you weren't hungry before, you're hungry now. Um, I don't know to tell you if you're a vegan. Maybe you're not hungry if you're a vegan. But <laughs> he, um, but what if he decided he needed it done lickety split? and he threw it in the microwave, we would be like, um, no, we're gonna pass on that. Thanks, but no thanks. Because there is a process that needs to happen in order for that meat to be tender and full of flavor. And guess what? It is worth the wait. It is. In the end, like you can feel starving and you cannot wait for it. And you may be tempted to speed up the process, but in the end, when you do wait and it's so good. Like, it's delicious. And uh, so the question is, what do we do when God doesn't answer our prayers the way we want him to? I mean, come on, don't, don't we know what's the best answer or the best way for him to answer or the best timing for the answer, right? Don't we? <laughs> Some are like, no, come on. Be, be honest. Yes, we do. I think we do. Uh, there's a movie called Bruce, Bruce Almighty. I think that's the title of it. And yes, I'm not wreck my husband. He'll say like a movie from the pulpit. And then I'm like thinking, as soon as he says, I'm like, oh, wait, there's that scene. Oh, wait, there's that scene. Oh, he just said this. So now he like, he does preference it with, I don't think there's anything. And I'm sitting there going, yes, there are things in there. But anyways, there's stuff in that movie, but whatever. You're adults, you can handle it. Fast forward. But <laughs> um, basically the theme of the movie is like, Bruce gets a chance to be God. Like he's questioning God. So God gives him the chance to be God. And there's a scene like where everyone is praying, like it's just like his, uh, he hears all these prayers and his like um, fax machines going off and it's, it's an older movie, um, you know, computers filling up with all these prayer requests and emails, you know, and everything. And he gets so overwhelmed and he has like this moment, like basically a breakdown because he can't even keep up with the prayer. So he just answers yes to every single prayer that comes in. He just answers yes to all of them. And it's just like a major catastrophe. Like it just, it obviously did not work. You can't say yes. God can't say yes to every prayer. That's a fact. And it was just really depicted very well in that movie. 
And so he's like, okay, that didn't work. And so he's on this bridge, you know, towards the end of the movie. And he's just like, it's raining. It's very theatrical. And he's like, I surrender to your will. Because he reaches the conclusion that he's not God. And guess what? Neither are we. I know like the example of the ring seems silly, okay, in the light of prayers that we pray. And in the grand scheme of life, what is a ring compared to um, other things in life? I mean, that's a ring. The prayer of a ring getting off someone's finger is pretty trivial. Okay, I get it. But what about the deep prayers? The prayers that we pray over health crises or over the loss of someone that's really near to us or a barren womb or, I mean, the list goes on and on of like prayers that we've all prayed that are very deep and we're waiting for that answer. And when we get to those deep topics and deep questions, that's where the rubber meets the road. It's it's not in those little trivial things. I mean, God is good and he answers them and stuff, but I want to get a little deeper than the ring prayer and get into the prayers that we pray that is like, we're, we're asking God for something big, for something major. And that's when we get raw and transparent. And I'm just going to be honest when it comes to those deep prayers. Um, I wish that I had an exact answer. I, I wish that right now I could say, here's the answer to the prayers. When you pray, this is how God's going to answer, or this is the timing that he's going to answer, or this is the way that he's going to answer. But I can't. I I can't. (laughs) And that's, you know, even being in the role that me and my husband and I are in, when people come to us about those deep prayers, I want to give them an answer. I I feel so unable, like ill-equipped sometimes in those situations to give them the answer that I know that they're desperately seeking for. And honestly, I've personally been left in the dark on this topic and situations. When our friend Didi um, got sick, we thought we did everything right to receive a drive-through healing. We ordered correctly. We did everything by the book that the scripture said. And when we went up to the pickup window, we were handed not what we ordered. And honestly, like she got sicker. She did. I felt like, wait a second. (laughs) We gave you the exact order, God. And we went to go pick up that, that healing and she was worse. My husband even teased at one point. He's like, maybe we should stop praying because she just seems like she keeps getting worse. I mean, that's that was a a real feeling, a real thought that. I mean, we're going to be raw about it. We're going to be real about these situations. And, you know, I don't, it's hard to admit this, but honestly, he chose to heal her in a completely different way than we expected. And he actually chose to heal her when we had given up hope when we stopped placing our order, when we kind of just accepted the fact that she was going to die 
is actually when he chose to heal her. Completely different than the way that we asked or wanted to see him move. Totally different. When our friend Katie, who was newly married and had had battled cancer since she was 14 years old, just gotten married and it just started to like ravish her body, like just took over her body. Um, I thought we got this. We've We've been here at the brink of death before and we've seen what God has done. And I lost hope the first time. And so I'm not, I'm not going to lose hope this time because I'm going to do it right this time. But guess what? I drove up to the window to pick up the order. It's not what I ordered. Stood at a casket. And I watched her parents and her siblings and her new husband in a community mourn over the loss of just a beautiful person. It's not what I ordered. His thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. So often when we drive up to that pickup window and our order hasn't been fulfilled in the way we ordered it, we drive away and we give up. Our faith gets shaken. Our trust is lost. So what do we do? I've been there. You've been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about right now because you've, you've been there. What do we do? That's when we open up our Bible to Isaiah 55, 8. And we underline this passage of scripture. As I was preparing for this podcast, Lord said, underline this. So when you're in these situations, it's ready to pop out at you. So I'm going to encourage you. I tell you this all the time. Get your word out and underline this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. But then look at verse 9, because apparently he didn't think we were going to get it the first time. So he changed the wording a bit and took it up a little bit and tells us again in verse 9, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. But I don't like that answer, God. I prefer things neat and tidy. I prefer to pull up to the window and my order is ready and it's exactly the way that I asked for it. Read verse 11. 
so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purposes for which I sent it. Francis Chan wrote in his book, Crazy Love, not being able to fully understand God is frustrating, but it is ridiculous for us to think we have the right to limit God to something we are capable of comprehending. Again, you and I are not on the same playing field as God. Now, I know that comes as a surprise to some of you. And some of you are saying, I know that. Well, we sure don't seem to remember that when it comes time to pick up our orders. I have not arrived on this topic. I may never fully arrive in understanding, but my desire is to come to an understanding and acceptance that when I pray, I pray believing he will move in the exact way he wants and that his will is perfect. Friends, doing this topic, I bucked it. And just like so many other times, I've tried to get away from it. Because it's such a hard thing. Because there's not like this nicely neat package that I can deliver to you. But what I can deliver to you is the word of God. And what I can deliver to you is his promises. And that there is a place of understanding that we are not him. And that's where trust comes in. I want to leave you with one last thing on this topic. When I was just searching out the topic because I was trying to get away from it. (laughs) And I just didn't want to do it. And yet, I think that's often where God places us so that we're ready to hear what he has to say. And I just... I said, okay, Lord, I'm just going to start getting in your word on this. And I feel like personally, I, it's brought me to a new understanding of who God is. And I hope that that's what it's done for you too. That even though I can't give you specific answers or a neat, tidy package, that you will go underline those scriptures and you will lean on that in the times that you don't understand and when your order is not exactly how you ordered it. So as I was doing research, I came on a hymn, and those of you who are hymn lovers, <laughs> be like, yay, she has a hymn. It's like when we sing a hymn in church, and I'm just gonna say, but the older people come to me, oh, I'm so happy we sang that. Trust me, I love the hymns too. But I found this hymn called, Uh, Thy Way, Not Mine, O Lord, by Horatios Bonar. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Probably totally murdered his name. But I just want you to listen to it. I'm going to close it with this. And look it up. Print it out if you need it. Thy way, not mine, O Lord, however dark it be, 
Lead me by thine own hand and choose out the path for me. Smooth let it be or rough, it will be still the best. Winding or straight it leads, right onward to thy rest. I dare not choose my lot, I would not if I might. Choose thou for me, my God, so shall I walk aright. Take thou my cup, and with it joy or sorrow fill. As best to thee may seem, choose thou my good and ill. Choose thou for me my friends, my sickness, or my health. Choose thou my cares for me, my poverty or wealth. Not mine. Not mine the choice. In things both great and small, be thou my guide, my strength, my wisdom, and my all.